Hello and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast, where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. In this episode, we are treated to the return of the sardonic sandbagger, the vulnerable vegan, the humble hugger, that's right, my friend and yours, Mike Weldon. Mike Weldon is back, like literally. Last time Mike was on the podcast, around this time in 2017, he had just run a blazing 1334 at Laurel Highlands Ultra. And then, nothing. Where'd he go? What'd he do? What had become of his stylish hair? Turns out, those answers are everywhere, and a lot, and it's complicated, mostly. So, listen in as Mike, in typical Weldon-esque fashion, weaves us the tale of a 2017 gone awry and a 2018 on the cusp. There are jeers, tears, and, of course, swears, so watch out for those uh, fragile little ears listening to the podcast. Sorry, you can't, you can't edit this guy. You just got it. You need him in all the glory, so take note. Uh, but... Hey, first, uh, we're getting into the summer, and it's almost time for Mighty Mosquito. So let me just introduce, well, first, what's the Mighty Mosquito? Well, uh, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's a race. That's what it is. Um, the Mighty Mosquito takes place August 4th and 5th, 2018. It's one of Western New York's most unique trail races. Your team of two, three, or six, my team is six. Uh, that's, that's what they call, uh, I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know. What are we saying? I forget the word. Sorry. Uh, uh, you know, a hint. Let's go with hint. That's not the right word. Um, my team will cover 99 miles relay style running on the beautiful trails of Menden Ponds in Pittsburgh, New York. The event runs overnight. So we get to camp, we get to hang out and we get to run all night long in Menden Ponds. So and uh, here's the other thing. You can also just run the 99 miles solo if you're into that sort of thing. I know, crazy, right? Uh, so, hey, uh, the Skeeter, as uh, people who try and fail to make nicknames for everything call it, you know, is, uh, is part of the Blue Foundation's fundraising event series. The Blue Foundation is a nonprofit organization based out of Canandaigua, New York. Their mission is to assist local families impacted by cancer while simultaneously raising awareness about men's health issues. To learn more about the Blue Foundation or to donate, visit their website at bluefoundationny.org. 99 miles and camping overnight in Menden Ponds Park with your friends and the Rochester running community while helping a worthwhile charity. I can't think of a better way to spend a summer weekend. As I mentioned, we're putting together a Rio podcast team, aka the Rio Pod Racers, and I'd like to announce that our fifth team member joining me, Laura Reckerth, Jason Vidmar, and Jeff Green is Davin Askvig. Davin hails from Rochester, resides in Buffalo, and runs 100 milers all over the East Coast. So while he could bang out Mighty Mosquito 99, the Skeeter, on his own and still have a mile left for a cool down, he's going to run on our team. Why? Well, because relays are super fun. Hanging out with friends during a 99 miler, 
looping all over the place, taking turns, is far more enjoyable than running one 99-miler all by yourself. I mean, probably. I wouldn't know. I've never done one. But anyways, that's what I hear. So look, it's June. You don't have much time. Sign up. Oh, and uh, hey, bonus announcement. Our sixth and final team member is Mr. Matt Bertrand. Every team needs a numbers guy. Matt is just that. And a, a bag of chips. For the salt, really. And the potato. Matt rounds out our team of six with style and fashion. You'll see. But only if you show up. So, anyway, you can find links to both the Blue Foundation and Mighty Mosquito in the show notes. Uh, so, click on those links. Get registered. Come run with us in Menden Ponds in August. Mighty Mosquito 99. Don't miss it. And with that, let's get into the trails, training, food, friends, and yes, even feelings of runners just like you. Is it going now? Yes. Sure it is. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay. Yeah. Are you a little quiet? You might be a little bit quiet. I, yeah. Your extender doesn't read. See, I have a relaxed posture. sit back my stool here it was my first time with headphones on i um i'm about to put mine on that's what she said all right okay let's see if i turn you up talk again hello that's that's probably is that is that enough that's probably enough for me to see this is what happens you start looking at these uh sound waves and i've been through this before yours yours look better than mine i i just want some and, amplitude and when you're a guitar player in a band oh yeah and you're like your sound waves look better than mine well mine becomes, I'm, I'm the host <laughs> you are the host. that's right you gotta be louder and uh, the final word with chris o'brien um no i think that looks good now okay. no, you look good i mean it's not about who's bigger you know that's what they say but I, <laughs> in my experience it's not always the truth so uh, we haven't we haven't uh, hung out in a minute. Sorry, let me silence my mobile device. Oh yeah, I mean I'm please. getting buzzed here, and please I don't send. want that shit on the podcast. Put on your put on your seatbelt too. Okay. Buckle so up. this is like the the first time I've got you in an official studio. In a studio, we're in a studio setting. Yeah. Have you've done a few of these in here now? I've done a couple. Yeah. Okay. Did you guys talk about the studio when you did these? No, we didn't. Um, but what we do with Wekdeb is we, uh, I believe that you, your environment is really important. Okay. Yeah, it is. To you. There should be some more plant life in here. <laughs> well, we are in the middle of the city. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, we do have a Wonder Woman poster. I mean, that's the thing. I like that. Uh, yeah. There's no greenery. No, no. And I do believe that greenery does absorb sound. I think that, okay. you know. It takes it then. I'll talk to the... People um, tell me it when people get all fired up about the, like, when people need some dumb shit to say about why you can't be vegan, or why, you, like, when they want to talk shit to vegans, they're like, yeah, yeah plants have feelings too. Uh, and I'm like, yeah, they're listening. So yeah. they, maybe they do absorb sound. Plants know. Plants know <clears throat> what know. your intentions are. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. I heard a, what was it? It was a Joe Rogan podcast where he was like, yeah, man, if my, like whatever fucking house plant i had like followed me around the room looking at me all day i'd probably feel a lot worse when it died but it doesn't do that yeah 
if it leaves wilted every time you made a bad yeah, decision. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'd been in trouble. Yeah. Um, but this is nice for everyone that that hasn't been here yet. Uh, I mean, it's a nice little studio. It's all right. I mean, well, we we try to do our best. Yeah. You know, make make uh make the best use of the guest time as we could. Do I sound a little echoey? Do I sound a little? No, you sound good. All right. It might, it might be the headphones though. Maybe in reality, you're echoey. I'm just keeping one on. Keeping one on. One off. Yeah, you're like because I gotta hear. There's some Aikido going on in the next like, next room over, and I gotta hear the kids. You're like a Philo's model. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Some like All Steven right. Seagal shit. So we haven't talked in a minute. It's been it's been like a year. When we when we uh, last chatted on the podcast, which is which is only shortly longer than when we actually last like hung out. Yeah, so we were busy socialite. June uh, June 2017. Yeah, you had just. Run your run your ass off at Laurel Highlands. Done the Laurel Highlands, yeah. and you ran exceedingly well. Yeah, it could have been better, but it went well. It was it thir- went, thirteen something. Yeah, thirteen so. something. <laughs> yeah. Just a just a few minutes faster than Hobbs. Right? Yeah, just, yeah. Just so a, I was a little faster than Hobbs. Just a scooch. A little faster than Dick Vincent. Yeah. And I, those were my goals. Right. I said. I, if I can take to, these guys down to humiliate all your friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dick said to me, he said, I think you can do it faster than me. Yeah. And at the time I think Dick was like a two, two marathoner or something. So I was like, yeah. Yeah. And you knew that you were an anchor on Hobbs. So you kind of, I was, yeah. So time. my strategy with Hobbs was when passing him at Laurel was if I can just slow him down a little bit mm-hmm. when I come back in a couple of years it'll just be that much easier and you were really just scouting the it course, worked right? yeah it was effective so scouting when, the front of the pack when he's stopping to make phone calls and shit I was like good idea dude <laughs> good uh, idea here's Do my it. phone Do call it. yeah call your wife call my girlfriend whatever chat arrange yeah, a ride because I yeah. ditched your car <laughs> yeah yeah we'll figure that out um, and but what what happened was like. You ran a you ran a great race, and then you didn't run. And then I yes I vanished into thin air. So yeah, that was I was thinking that we could talk about about all that. Yeah, um, I mean that's that's why we're here, right? So yeah, it was weird. Like uh, so, so that, yeah, so just to set the stage, like you ran Laurel Highlands in June, and your next race was SPF. Muddy Sneaker. No SPF. Oh, you ran SPF. Right? I did. Right. Okay, so there was some shit after that. I did SPF. <clears throat> so what happened after? After Laurel was, Natalie and I went to Seattle for a wedding. First, I ran a 5K, so we ran like the ALS 5K that I do every year yeah, but through Medved. So I raced a 5K like six days after yeah. Laurel or something. Probably not a great idea. And then you went to Seattle. Went well. We flew to Seattle like two hours later. And then you ran Mount Sai, right? Yeah, dude. So we ran a lot there. So I'm like fresh off Laurel and Brian Morrison from the... Uh, a decade on movie. He and Natalie well, are type Seattle running company, right? Yeah, yeah. So he and Natalie are buds, and he was at the time scouting the course for what is now the Tianaway Hundred, Tianaway Country Hundred Miler, which is the inaugural race is September, which I'd really like to go do. Uh, if I think it won't kill me, I'd really like to get out there. But so he was like, "Yeah, you guys should come scout the course. I'm looking for where aid stations can be and all that." So we get there. The night we get there, it's like we do this brewery like social you know 10k or whatever it's a uh some brewery they got out there and it's a bunch of fast dudes so i was like cool yeah i'll run with these guys so i run hard it's like six seven miles whatever next day it's like you know 15 miles on the tianaway course with brian 
and then the next day and the next day and so the miles are adding up then we go to mount Sai, and i'm like cool i'm just gonna take this hard because it's like a one of my dreams as a runner to right, run up right. those because you get the jurek books the, Jer- the jerk mount Sai, like back shit. to back right? yeah yeah like, so it's like the legend and i was talking to brian about that stuff when when we were there so he would talk about like when mm-hmm. scott was training him for western states that year uh they would do repeats upside together and uh, the year that he ended up yeah. uh, collapsing at the finish and yeah, whatever. Yeah, got a hold of you though, right? Yeah, like, so that's it, what happened. you know, went in Rome. So we go out there with with Natalie's friend Jamie, who's uh, pretty big in the uh, running community in Seattle, and she's cool as hell. We go out there, and so I like, you know, I go pretty hard. I, th- I think I got up it and it's like 56 minutes or something which you know whatever it's like three fucking outer loops of bristol it's no slouch yeah we get up there and i I think i'm feeling good still come back down you don't really notice like the slow onset of whatever is happening then there's another 5k that week a race so i run that pretty hard and that so the week i'm there and this is like the week after laurel i put do like 75 miles and they're all all hard miles. And, and you, it's not like you left anything on the table at no. Laurel. Yeah, I mean, I, Laurel, exactly. Were, I was like, you were gassed. Yeah, I was Laurel. fucked. So I'm like really just not being smart at this point. And, uh, but you're in, you're in paradise. Feeling right? good. I'm, yeah, I'm where I need to be. I'm on the West Coast. Everything's, you know, looking good. And I get on the plane and I come home and, uh, I, Started to feel weird, like, right after I got off the plane. Didn't think much of it. Ran for, like, the next week. I I was doing, like, a couple miles a day and starting to feel weird. Went to Mort Notch A3, had a, uh, the hill repeat thing at Bristol. Mm-hmm. Sunday, that Yeah, week, I was so, there. I was yeah, there you, were, you were there. So I went Ellie down. was there. Yeah, I, I went down with Ellie, and I was like, cool, let's show you how to do some hill repeats. And, uh. So I'm going up with, like, her and Snyder. Yeah, and uh, Ellie Pell, like, she did a thing to those hill repeats. Yeah, day. Ellie's a burner. Snyder was fucking yep. running real well that day. Yeah, you had two girls and dragging you so up and down. I'm with the thing. two of them, and I get to, like, a 1,000 feet up, and something's happening, and it's just not right. I'm like, that, like, every ounce of fluid in me is just coming out of me, uh, sweating unusually hard. My heart was getting all weird. I sit down at the top, uh... And I was like, man, I, I feel like I'm doing some permanent damage to myself right now. Yeah. So I do a little slog back down to the bottom. And I had, at that point, was like, yeah, I'll do Twisted Branch this year because I was having a really good time racing with Scotty Jacobs. And uh, I was like, that'll be fun. Cool, we'll do one more. So I do like three more up-downs at Bristol that day, and each one progressively. I'm like, I'm a fucking idiot. What am I doing? What am I doing? Yeah, I'm like gallon of water at the bottom every time, and by the time I'm 30 feet up the mountain, it's like just pouring out of everywhere. Uh, So the next day, I was like, man, I got to fix this. So I I had my mom drop me off because I'm an adult, and that's what we do. I was like, mom, drop me off here at this party, which was like – 20 miles from the finish of Twisted Branch. So I was like, cool, I'll just get some redemption here and do a cool 20-mile trail run. I get like seven miles into it, and I call my mom like, hey, come pick me up. I'm dying. And she was like, oh, okay, cool. So mom comes and gets me. Because your mom's the same. My mom's great, and she loves me. I love my mom. 
She's a wonderful woman. And we get back she to the lake. With. She puts up with my shit. She's been doing it for 35 years. Uh, and yeah, we get back and like Natalie comes down to the lake. I, we crash there that night. The next morning, she's like, cool, let's go swimming. I was like, that shit's stupid, but okay. And I jump in the water and I do a dog paddle for like two seconds and full blown fucking heart attack. So I like crawl out of the water fever spikes and this is like the first of the fever thing so this is like a week before spf which i was signed up for and uh i was really just like this is a good opportunity to go fuck mints up because he was still wrecked from western states and that's yeah you know, i mean this dude just ran a hundred miles yeah, out west yeah, and you know and you're thinking you're gonna poach this yeah man. i could crush him because he's but, got he's 42 hours on foot at west but meanwhile states. you can't swim back from yeah off the so dock. i yeah so i gambit and i just saunter back up to the house and uh i'm like sweating i'm like mom i'm like what's going on here and she's like you know stop being a chump whatever natalie's like you need to eat more vegetables or something and i was like you know i eat everything that you eat and my immune system's just like floundering. So I take a week off. And the next run that I did was SPF. And that, so SPF is really five, uh, six weeks after Laurel. So yeah. It's so some, somewhere between a 13 hour 70 miler and SPF, you found you couldn't run. Yeah, shit got stupid. So I go to SPF and, uh, I do. I was there with, like, went with, like, Stredney and Lipsy and uh, their buddy Seamus. Good times, whatever. Get there. Ran pretty well. Uh, finally beat Nesbitt. That was great. Uh, smoked mints, uh, which is all I ever really wanted to do in life. Um, do you, would you, would you roll him or would you pack him in a pipe? Pack him into you, a pipe, yeah. Pack him in a His, pipe. Yeah, just look at him. His, uh, but yeah, no, he he let me win. I think I think he just saw me. He's like, yeah, I'm gonna let this kid have it. Yeah, I mean, it's your home course. Yeah. You're in front yeah. of your friends. And he embarrassed and me the year before, but whatever. Yeah. So anyway, so that goes pretty well. And the next day, or no, it was even like later that day. So I, Natalie had been doing like a trail running camp for Dick Vincent's people down in Albany, and she met me back on the Twisted Branch course like six hours later. We we're like, cool, let's go do ten more miles. And I one climb and i was like here we go again i'm dying again and uh and that was when it got like ugly um i started kind of like getting real paranoid like you know what's going on here you read the horror stories the jeff frost stuff the mm -hmm. you know everything mike wolf and all these these people that have these uh overtraining mode and i but I, it couldn't be overtraining because i hadn't been training i'd been you know i've been running very casual. I've been racing well, but there had not been a lot of training. But but you didn't train your ass off with Dick, right? Like I did, but it was very. I, I guess that's probably improper phrasing, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> no, it was it was very it was very smart. Like Dick was no good. No, yeah, I, I get it. Uh, I I yeah, meant Dick Odamas. I meant that he had a great training plan for you that worked. That that got you to the point where you could run 13 hours at Laurel. Hunt. Yeah, yeah. Like we were casual, we were smart. It was safe, um, and so I. I but kind then of it's like what you did after that. Ruled out the overtraining. So that yes, everything gets weird. So I've got this fever, and it's like probably right around 100, and so it's two weeks from SPF to escarpment. So I signed up for escarpment too. And I uh, didn't run at all in between the two, just because my health had gone to complete shit. 
Uh, and I'm seeing doctors like, you know, left and right. So probably five got one that's like, oh, you got Lyme disease. We'll treat that one. That's like, you got some virus, probably like mono or something. And meanwhile, they're taking like gallons of blood from me. Everything's looking fine. Nutrients were all fine. Everything's good. Uh, and then escarpment rolls around two weeks later and I'm like, I'm still feeling really, really lousy. And I remember going to the road where escarpment starts and doing like Natalie and I were going to do some like warm ups, some, some butt kicks and some, you know, high knees or some shit, whatever people do. And, uh, it just, I, I couldn't pick my legs up off the ground. This like right before this race and the scarpin's pretty tough. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a stroll. Yeah. It's down means, in, so. down in the Catskills. I mean, it's, yeah, it's not a like, grimy little course. I, yeah. I think the bummer, I think I had been in shape to do really well there up until like two weeks before that. And, and that's something that irritates me a lot is that the one time I've done it, I was, you know, on my deathbed for, for lack of a better descriptor. Um, so yeah, like right before the race, full blown fever, like nothing's working, can't keep anything down. Uh, run the race anyways, run very very poorly. Yeah, drink those. Hope you can get up in there. Uh, These are warm. I know they're warm. They've been whatever on the counter, and it's not even a great beer. Uh, it's a good beer. It's decent. Yeah, it's the the best six pack you can find at a shitty gas station. So I I got some in the front. We have a fridge in our yeah. studio here. Yeah. So you're like one step up on my house where like now that winter's gone, I have to figure something out. Uh, but um, yeah, so I do escarpment and it, it was a mess. Uh, I was a mess. Um, I get back and I like, I weigh myself. I'd been racing at about 142, I think. Laurel SPF, I think was right around 141, 142. I think I pay attention to that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I joke around a lot about like, being lighter and being faster and my birth weight and you know all of these things that people probably don't like me for because well, it's well, a joke you, whatever you joke about him but <clears throat> behind every joke is a little bit of truth there's a little truth I, I do not feel good when i'm running at like 145 150 155 160 uh and if i come off the rails with the Have drinking you ever like been 160 yeah man so in high school i was like 182 and if you can picture this physique this feminine bone I don't, structure. I don't want to. It's a mess. I don't yeah. want to. So, I don't want to picture you anywhere yeah, other I'll find than where you are sometime. right now. So I, yeah, I had this. There's. I wore like one shirt for ten years of my life. It was a screeching was weasel shirt. Was it a hypercolor shirt? No, it was a screeching weasel. I was totally looking wiggle. at some hypercolor shirts. <laughs> and I looked really bad. So I, not bad. Okay, I looked. I looked a bit. You didn't uh, look like how you wanted up, to look. Yeah, right? I didn't look at. Uh, yeah, obtuse but I also, is the worst I, I, way to look. I didn't look fast. That's the problem I had with that. And if I can't be fast, I want to look fast. Right. So you get the shorter shorts. Right. So you, yeah. Anyways, so I weigh myself after escarpment, and it's like 135, freaking out a little bit, seeing some vasculature that I don't typically see. I'm like, oh, there's like circulation there, you know, here. Uh, and then like five days later, I'm down to like 130. And I was like, this isn't good. Uh, possibly dying so it's like three doctors later now so i got a lyme treatment and get the oh you have like mono or something you know you do you test for everything did you did you during this time did you look back at your june and july and go maybe i was doing too much yeah uh 
but I, it was, maybe it was like naivety. I, I was more apt to blame like a tick. I got a tick bite like two days before Laurel and, uh, and I got, you know, I was in an airplane. So you're in a fucking metal tube with like, mm-hmm. you know, 200 kids that are sneezing on you. Yep. But so you I, were super fit. I was very, Laurel, I was right? feeling fit. Yeah. I, was, I, I was feeling pretty good. And then it all went to shit. And then, so I was like, cool, I'll just stop running forever, I guess. So I like, you know, two, I think it was like two months. I went to Tremblant with, with the Thompson family, the Cohen family in uh, September. And we like hiked up Tremblant and I ran down it and it felt shitty still. And like, it was every time my legs started moving and like more than a walk, my fever would go up to like 101 and it would stay there for like a week or two. And, uh, the fatigue it went it was like you know it went from being able to like cool i think i'll run 30 miles today because like there's a fat ass somewhere to being like you know maybe i can get off the couch today or maybe i can like carry a box at work were you messing were you messing with yourself by like reading articles on on overtraining and stuff there was that and there's a lot of that in like the the triathlete world like there's this is way more prevalent in Mm -hmm. triathletes than or they talk about it. And maybe it's yeah. just that, like, the science is more, there's more curiosity in that well, world. Well, because they do two to three workouts a day. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And beca- I think it's like a bigger, sp- science wise, I think try is a bigger sport than all Oh, yeah. Full on, like, laboratory. Yeah, exactly. Stuff, right? They like their, their, you know, gas masks and fucking treadmills and their power meters and shit. So they, they do that. So, so I'm reading, like, the horror stories. And I was like, cool, this isn't me because I wasn't overtraining. And then I was, then I like started to notice some shit that was like, it always starts with some like acute response to a virus or an infection or something like sets this off. And a lot of these people never recover. Yeah. You were really pretty, uh, pretty heavy on the Lyme disease thing for quite a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and it's hard because, like, how do you diagnose that, and it's how do you really fa- know? The, the success rate for Lyme testing is is horribly low, and right. I had, like, one of the most proficient Lyme doctors in mm-hmm. the area being, like, you definitely have Lyme disease. So we did a treatment for it, and I think, arguably, I, I did feel better after that, but it was still, like, what is that? So we're in August now, maybe into September, and I'm still not running. I, went, I did a, like, one seven or eight mile run and fucking felt like i was gonna die uh didn't run again until you know october maybe i tried something on my birthday or, or something uh november passes december passes january is gone and i'm like having an identity crisis because you start to identify yourself as a particular thing my band had split up in august so i had been i know and that's that's pretty um pretty much a bummer it's a, it's profound. So as like my life had been for the last twelve years or so, I was a musician, I was a runner, and I had some bomb ass dogs. So mm-hmm. two of the dogs are dead, the band died, the running died, and then I got Gambit, who's you know the greatest dog in the world. And then Gambit gets fucking uh. like full blown cancer in every organ in his body oh, over oh. fucking night. So I'm like, cool, okay, now I've got, and then he dies naturally, uh, not naturally. Um, but yeah, that was a yeah, bad way to live. Anyway, but, so but then but then it's it's all left you. Yeah, so we're, so I've gotten so yeah, we're in like you know who who am I now? Uh, so we're into you're you're left like, with Mike Weldon. Yeah, I'm left with with Weldon, Wecta, whatever it may be. Uh, Mike Weldon. We're in, we're let's in do with that. 
February first week of February now. So so, so let's let's step back uh, yeah. just a tiny touch because I mean I, I um one of the things that I was I was thinking as I was um as I was saying like we'd spent a long time since we talked yeah. right one of the reasons it's been a long time is because we haven't been talking because you haven't been running. That's a good one, yeah. Right? Like, no running, yeah. Uh, I mean, well, I wasn't running Yeah, have you much. been I don't know if have you I'm been a, running. I'm a, like an ani offy and you're like yeah. an offy ani yeah. and like so. But you weren't, and that's the thing. Like you would run, at least when we met each other, we'd both run a lot. So right, we ran and a lot. so yeah. now those, those friendships that were defined by running yeah. that might have become more than running, they're, they're not there. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that it's like, a, where do you get that bizarre? And it's a kind of a tragic thing. Yeah. Uh, it shouldn't really be that way. And it's, it's weird to look at, like I saw Laura records. I chased her ass down at Seneca seven yesterday. And it, it was the only person I had trouble catching yesterday. I was like, I see that yeah. ponytail. Right. It's like two miles away. I know she, that ponytail. <laughs> I was like, it's gotta be her. And it, yeah, it was like two miles. I'm chasing Cause it, you know, you're on that part of the lake where it's like a open, open road. So Chasing her down, pass her, make some comment. We laugh. She says, it sucks. I agree. And then I get back in the van after I'm done, and I was like, yeah, man. Like, I had these really profound and deep, meaningful relationships in my life. And when running ended for me, uh, I, I was kind of like, man, where'd all that go? Uh, and that is sad. I, don't, I, I feel like maybe the, the relationships we develop through these endeavors should be more... They should have more substance than being just defined by the endeavor themselves, and which, like, I, sh- like, I could have leaned on any of you and been like, "Hey, man, this really sucks," but I didn't. Because I think my fear was I, I didn't want to be close to the sport that I couldn't partake in. Right, and that's what bummed. That's what bummed me out. Right, yeah. like the only the only way that the way we met each other. Yeah, was running. Yeah, but then we had other other. Th- Things. Yeah, we drink a lot. So. Yeah, I mean, that, there's a thing, right? But I mean, uh, we had the dog thing. <laughs> we had a lot that of food. Was a, that was, yeah. you know. But, it, um, like, how is that but, any fucking different than any other relationship you, you have with anyone in life except right. for, like, you run? Except for that trigger yeah, of, that, like, hey, dude, right. let's go for a run. Yeah. You know, and and for some reason that didn't click. And I feel like what, what may have happened um, for me was, oh, you know. Mike's not running, right? Womp womp. Yeah. Like, I'll see Mike again when he's running someday. And that was a total, that's a huge bummer. It, yeah, it's, it's weird. And it, I think it, like, I think there is a, a very deep conversation to be had about, like, you know, what, we're going to get old. I'm going to be, you know, 90 someday. You'll be 93 uh, or however fucking old you are. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, when you're 90, I'll be 97. You know, God willing, you get that we'll still be doing this stuff. But if we're not, like, where do you go from there? Most of the friends I've had, outside of music, which those those friendships are equally fragile. Like the band breaks yeah. up. Yeah, I don't go to shows anymore because I don't like being at a show and not being and, one of the bands that's playing. And I guess that's the bummer. Like, is it is it a is it a you have to be comfortable with the thing? Like, yeah. Like, if you met somebody at Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory, could you never talk to them again, you know? Like, yeah, it's... Because you're only ever going to get there once. It's a weird conundrum. And that, that I think that's, like, where the... 
so Jamie gets into Western States, and I was like, yeah. like Hobbs has been my pacer for so many things, and I've yeah. like paced him, and that we've run it. He's one of the first runners I knew, and it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, of course I'm gonna go, and that like that has had become my as of what was that December Jan when's yeah, the lottery December fifth or something. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he gets in, and I was like, cool, this is some endeavor for me to embark on. I can train yeah. myself to at least be able to complete the like ass end of a hundred miler because hopefully like you know he'll be grinding it out but if i can run the pace that jamie can run at mile 80 through 100 or 60 yeah. through 100 then cool I and can if get you to can that just point. be the the person that um you were when you two were running together yeah, yeah. where he knows that you're going to just push him just a little bit more you know yeah i mean he got me through my first hundred he's like we've trained together you know more than anyone i've ever trained with and uh i've had the the pleasure of pacing him a few times like we we click we get together and things are are good and i was like yeah, i'll i'm gonna commit to this i'm gonna do this yeah. this will be my goal as a runner for the year yeah um so and that has been it and that you know so that was december and still it was fucking what like February, when, whenever the sneaker lottery, or not lottery, but sign-up registration opened. Mm -hmm. uh, that used to be a lottery, but now it's just sign-up or, or don't sign-up or die. It's just Wild West. Yeah, so I get a text from, like, Natalie and, and some other people that's like, hey, we're doing sneaker, and I was like, oh, shit, everybody's doing something. I better do it. Yeah. It's like, uh, let's all smoke crackers. Um, But so I register for sneaker, and then it was – february late february i think we went to antigua for a little bit to hang out with my parents and while we were there we ran a little and it started feeling okay so it's like the what end made of you what made you feel good about like the last time you ran sneaker you won well no i, ran, I won and then i finished second right so so yeah. what made you feel what made you feel like ah I should do this because uh, I've been running three miles a week. Yes, yeah, so it's like the FOMO thing. Like everybody's yeah. doing something, that I'm, but yeah. then you know you you pay the money and you're like signed and up. And then you gotta get. So your what I did together. was yeah, I've done this before, but I do like a screenshot of the ultra sign up thing, and it says all these people that are gonna beat me, and that's my wallpaper on my phone. Oh wow! So yeah, Ooh. I'm I'm that stupid. Uh, that sounds brutal. Yeah, so. <laughs> So every time I like, but that's it. how you win a race, right? Yeah, that's so how that's, you win a race. Well, it's how you like fear losing a race to a lot of people. But yeah, I, wow. so I had these names in my head now for two months, and I have to look at this every time I do anything with my my mobile device there. So what about that though, huh? Ooh, that was a heck of a heck of a first place finish at sneaker. But anyways, let's get there. Yeah, let's yeah. work to that. So yeah, so if, uh, we're in the the Caribbean there and running's not feeling great because it's 100 degrees out but i'm able to do it and uh that was the kicker and then march rolls around and i i think i strung together some like 15 mile weeks 20 which is a bummer because like if i look at this time through you know january to what is it now if I, almost may so typically i would have done like 1200 miles so far on the year i think right now i'm still at probably like 300 but you know whatever uh april hits feeling decent i i trained like right into the week of sneaker and then it's right and i think there's like i signed up for mind the ducks too which is another race i've oh, won wow. before 
Yeah, so there's... You haven't signed up for Mind the Duck since you thought you could run 100 miles yeah, so in 12 hours. 2012, yeah. So um, I was like, I'll just sign up for these races I've won before, and then it will be a humbling experience losing to everybody. Uh, this will be a good idea. And so I did that. And then, yeah, so Muddy Sneaker rolls around, and that was, what, two weeks ago? Yes. About two weeks ago. Let's go with that. Yeah, we'll because, go with no, it's a week ago. A week ago. Because ten, I nine days ago. I was, yeah, it's a week ago. Yeah. So, and um, there's a lot of, like, nervous. I forgot how to race. Like, I, you had to put a number on, and I, like, omitted that from. You have to poop from, you have before. To poop, yeah, which you was run, great. Yeah. Not while you're running. No. Yeah, and it was different. It wasn't different this year at Sneaker because we still had to go into the woods and find a log to sit on. Mm-hmm. I'm all about sitting on a down yeah, tree. Yeah, gotta get get with nature. You get a deep squat. And, get with nature. You know, it's different having someone being like, "Well, it's the first time I've seen poop come out of a human butt." But, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, but because usually I'm I'm solo on these. You're things, by yourself. But, yeah, but, but you had a crew of four. You know, I got a, I got everybody in there. And so what what has that have been like? Because you've normally been like solo guy. Yeah. I talk yeah. a lot about, you know, the team that we uh kind of put together when we did our Twisted Branch, but that wasn't um a team when Mike Weldon was racing. Yeah. Those were our training runs and everything. But when yeah. you go to a race, you're by yourself. Yeah, it's more and now you have I got like Garrett and crew, Catherine Kath- and Natalie. Yeah. So we got and that's been fun. Uh, it's been less competitive. It's been less like, oh, I need to go like beat people and do that. And I've, I think that's part of what this last like almost year now has done for me is like put perspective on the value of doing well, mm-hmm. uh, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And like, um, does it really matter? Like what? Like if I have the like, I won Muddy Sneaker. It was probably the slowest winning time ever. The next year, I ran faster and finished second. This year, I, you know, the year after that, I went to Breakneck and I think was probably in shape to run, like, a 135 at Sneaker. But I was at Breakneck instead, and that was one of the best experiences of my life. And, like, it doesn't matter. I could have, I would have won Sneaker last year, and then this year it was, what, fourth place? Third, fourth, fourth. Yeah. Uh, and, it like, it, I, I look at things now, and I... I don't know what the value of a few minutes here and there is or what the value of a higher place is. Like, who gives a fuck in the, at the end of the day? Right. Like, I think that what I'm finding to be more exciting is seeing other runners finish things and do well and looking at the, like, I, and this, we, we can talk about at some point, the, like that meltdown with the Rochester running community and Weldon over the Boston Marathon thing. Well, what I think is interesting is you say like you're finding um, other runners having good experiences as being interesting. Yeah, it's great. You were yeah. you had that experience as we were working yeah. up to Twisted Branch. I loved it. Yeah, you loved it. But then you also were kind of like, man, I was so focused on everybody else that I wasn't focused on myself. Yeah. And I felt like after Twisted Branch what was two thousand sixteen fifteen. Yeah, 15. sure. Let's so whenever, whenever that whole thing ended, fourteen, and yeah, so I that was when Natalie and I started training pretty hard together, and I I had some really good races after that, and it was more like super selfish, and I think there, there's like a an aspect of competitive running that is inherently very selfish, like you're well, you yeah, you have yeah, to. you ha- you have to 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 like do, it. and I th- I think that 
maybe I've detached from that as I've become like less capable. Uh, but it's I think, less capable. You're 35, Mike Weldon. Yeah, uh, you're working on being more. This, capable. this was supposed to be my my prime as an ultra runner, but no, I, you know, no, you're fine. Yeah. And anyway, yeah. So I I think I'm finding more enjoyment. Uh, and not that I always enjoyed seeing like you, like the grunty fucking really hard. Like we have this uh, just plethora of great runners and like Valone, mm-hmm. Macbeth, Todd mm-hmm. Beverly, like the hardest fucking working runners you'll ever meet. Right, to, people that people that work hard to achieve. They grind it out. They're never yeah. they're never pissed. They're never like mm-hmm. you know upset about a performance. They're always just working hard. And I think those are the best runners I'll ever meet. And and you know I'll I'll throw in a little idea that those people um, often look to you and say you know oh you know uh, Weldon did this Weldon did that Weldon did that and they're they're looking to you to say like he he ran that course in one twenty two and then he hung around and then we hung out afterwards. And that's important to them. They want to see you succeed. That's, that's, I mean, that's my deal is I want to see you succeed. And you're, um, you're dealing with how successful are you supposed to be? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's tough. It's tough. Yeah. It's, um, it's interesting. And I like, I came away with like, we did snit. You ran sneaker, and you you were experienced at this year. It was an interesting year. Well, my uh, my sneaker was a uh, an experience in pulling back on the range. Yeah, it was just a little little party for I you. I wanted whatever. to run. And that's, that's you know, Erica and I we uh, we ran with uh, girl Sarah. It was her first, first trail race. Trail race. Yeah. So that's that's a good thing. That like every person should be able to do their first trail race and be like, oh, I'm with experienced trail runners. and have this friends is fun. and yeah, have fun. Yeah, it's a good time. Whatever. Yeah. All that. Um, but it was, I think it was a good year for, like, you get this Malloy kid who's a freak. Chase mm. Malloy's a freak. Mm. Uh, I mean, we've got people chasing the, the legendary Beck record for, yeah. you know, 15 fucking years now. So, this kid, Chad Malloy 12 missed, seconds away. missed by 12 seconds. 12 seconds. He blew out the Ontario Summit half yeah. uh, record last year. Yeah, you correct. He beat Boyce by and Boyce is fast as fuck at, yeah. especially at the half and he beat Boyce handily yeah. uh, and then but you and he and I talked after Sneaker and we were talking about OSTM where Tim Chichester beat him both yeah. splits I think were faster <laughs> than his half and we're like that's, yeah. that's he, like there's always that he was that, running like, the full yeah, you, and he beat him you know, at the half talk about the next level and, there, and that's yeah. that right there is like this important detail to look at with running where like there's always someone better. Yeah, like Chichester's the best product of distance running that we've ever had in our area. Yeah, And absolutely. he's top top American finisher, you know, however many big marathons. Yeah. He's a freak. He's like straight. And his sister was fucking like, what, sixth at Boston fifth, this year? Fifth, fifth yeah. yeah. Out of nowhere. Uh, and it, like, I guess that puts another like rep in the 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 notion for me, like, you know, how much do I actually care about my own success in this versus like the experience of watching other people be great and how do i define that greatness like it um it's cool to watch guy like you know we have matt lipsy and and eastern in the eastern half of the country he does really well at all these races it's great and then you know heiner last week zach miller shows up and it's like whoa like that's perspective that's 
that's wild uh and but 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 how much do you doubt your own abilities because there are a few people going around because you're a pretty badass runner I was. Uh, you're I, not was. You're uh, 35 fucking years was. old. Be, Shut up. I'm be 36. Get your bed. headphones straight. Let's get your, yeah, get yeah. your act together here. You, you're 35. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, I think that I like you, you know, had I been, had the foresight when I was 15 or 16 to run instead of smoke weed and cigarettes and whatever, do drugs, that's then fine. I would have been maybe pretty good at this. But then, you know, you turn 27 and you're like, what's well, going why would someone run around a track and then you do well, it and it's fun? I started when I was 32, exactly. so, so I don't fun, have right? my hope in you. I don't have my hope yeah, in Yeah, so then, yeah, we find hope in weird places. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah. So Meb Kofleski ran a billion marathons mm-hmm. and then ran his PR when he was 40. Yeah. Right? And he ran a billion marathons before that. Yeah. And it's so. fun, like, that's the thing. Like, you see, like, so Tim Chichester gets to look at people like that and be like, oh, shit, like, Mm-hmm. Straight up fucking burner. Mm-hmm. Like, it's got, yeah. he does not have a Cuisinart on him. It's the, uh, <laughs> you know. Tim and Tim Chester wears plaid, though. Yeah, he's got a plaid. And uh, and Meb probably has some people to look at. And it, so there's always, like, people to look at. And I think that what being sick and being non-competitive and frail and, like, not able to do things that I want to do has given me is the, the gift of the looking back down the ladder and being like man there's people here that are working harder than i've ever had to i like this was always you know for my ability this was always relatively easy for me i can like sneaker this year i ran two minutes slower than than my winning time right and with no and, training and you had no training no training and uh and so, so what do you what do you do it's and i don't like i don't know but like i know that there's people that work harder at them and that i think they deserve like a monumental hug or something whatever the fuck they get like i don't i don't need anything for like i don't want an age group winners award i don't want like a free pair of shoes i would much rather have that go to the harder worker and the the people that are like you know maybe looking at me and like so are you saying are you saying that you don't want to run win a race anymore like you don't have the drive i do like that's yeah maybe the my ego's been blown to shit uh because we we all have like this monumental ego and i maybe that goes all the way from the front to the back of the pack where you know it's our ego that makes us pay money to do this stuff that's the maybe the only reason that we would yeah we pay money to eventually get um a number that says how good we are compared to everybody because otherwise why the fuck would you pay money i can go out to high tour and run 12 miles 13 miles without paying money and i can do it without like having to deal with people breathing up my ass or chasing fucking kids up a hill Uh, but you're a guy that pays money to get the number one sometimes yeah or yeah um I think I'll, like that was that was you know there's the wanting to do a, a race or an event with friends which is valuable and then wanting to do well at it and ultimately I think when you when you get to the line regardless of your ability level hopefully you want to beat somebody and do well at it and kind of like or beat yourself maybe that's what's most important at the end of the day is can I be better than I was yesterday uh and I think I've I've really just fallen more in love with the people that are just out there trying to beat themselves 
uh, beat the, the prior version of themselves. Uh, I'm really um, – I'm surprised. Um, I guess I'm surprised to hear you say that you're not, like, in love with racing. Like, I – I was thinking when we were going to do this that you were going to say, you know, because when we when we first became friends, it was mm-hmm. like, you, yeah, you wanted everybody to succeed. And yeah. You went through yeah. a wave and you were like, but I really want to race. Yeah. And yeah. and then you were at a point where you couldn't race. Mm-hmm. And now you're back at a point where you can race again. Yeah, possibly. And And you're like, meh. Yeah, and I think that, and that's the weirdness. Maybe that's why I was like, "Hey, let's let's have a yeah, conversation. Let's, let's talk about it. Right? Let's but, talk about it." Because but it, but it's really interesting to me because like you're fast. Yeah, yeah maybe it's because I cut my hair. And I think well, that like, I was waiting to get to know, the haircut can, thing. Yeah, um, I wanted to I wanted to ask you about your identity as you sit here and dread one of your. I got one little dread. Yeah. Yeah. So all right. Uh, so let's do that. All right. So you uh so you um you went through the summer which was a painful summer for you. Yeah, it was rough. Um and you went uh you went I guess like I would say it, it was an adjustment phase, right? You cut off the big one. I cut the big one off. Yeah, so that was they I think the one year anniversary of Facebook Zuckerberg told me that that was a year ago. Recently, yeah, it was like, you cut off the picture. big yeah. one, the one, yeah, and everybody was like, "Whoa, yeah, who's this kid?" Yeah, but was, you still had all the other ones. I had other ones, and they they were no. all still meaty. I, I got reserves. Yeah, they were still all meaty, meaty <laughs> yeah. dreads. I was still cool. Yeah, no. or I was still the biggest fucking loser on the planet and just no. didn't realize it. Uh, no, but so yeah, I get like I got home one day from work, and I had this like I'm left-handed, and every pair of scissors that was ever manufactured is for a right-handed person. Ned Flanders, except yeah, made some lefties. Yeah, and he's that, a cartoon. Yeah, character. exactly. So being a cartoon character, I grabbed these like fucking shears from the the old bathroom there, and I was like, you know, when you do something without thinking it through, mm-hmm. and I cut some hair off, mm-hmm. and I cut more, and then I was like, Gambit's just sitting there looking at me like, well, who are you? And I was like, whatever. And I just so I cut all of them, and I got this one little. See the the story with this one is this is the only dreadlock I ever had that formed out of nowhere ex nihilo from nothing. So this thing stayed. I said you you get to stay. You get to stay. You get to stay, and it doesn't really grow. It just kind of sits there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm gonna keep that one. But yes, yeah, so I I cut all my hair off, and that so I yeah I figure if I can't run, I you know my entire life is in shambles, and I have no identity. I might as well start fresh and become some chump with normal hair and maybe get some nice clothes. So who has told you that you have no identity? It's pretty just me. I think at this point, I think if I, maybe if I asked my mom, she'd be like, yeah, what's wrong with you? But she's like, Oh, you're back to the Mikey. <laughs> like, oh, I Michael, used to know yeah, when, I, when you were like six years old, come here, like, let mom. me cut you up in half. Yeah. She used to be like, you know, you need to cut those things before I die. And I was like, mom, like at the rate you annoy me, you might never die. Or like, yeah, so there was no no doing that. And then, and then your mom's like, oh, Mike. Yeah, but she, I don't even think she fucking noticed. I think I literally, like, spent an hour at her house drinking beer while she drank wine, and then she was like, oh, you cut your hair. And I was like, yeah, thanks, Mom. Uh, 
Thanks for noticing. You she know, probably because she knows how irritable you are. Yeah, I'm, yeah. She probably didn't want to say it because then you'd be like, "Yeah, mom, I totally did it for you." But a lot of people miss it, and it, and it's like you know that typical like if if Summer gets a haircut and you don't notice, maybe maybe that's not a thing in your household. But like if you know if if your girl gets a, a perm or some great hairstyle, and you're like, <laughs> your girl gets some soul glow, <laughs> you know, whatever the fuck people do with their hair these days. And you just walk by and go like right to the fridge for a beer. Baby, and they're like, didn't perm. you notice? Yeah. So it was like that with my fucking mom, where I'm like, you didn't notice? Okay. Like, maybe you got a perm, and, and Microsoft is at top of the yeah. charts. Yeah. You've got mail. Uh, so yeah. So I'd, back to the identity and the running. So I had none of that. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, in general, how do you how do you feel right now? What do you what do you I feel okay. I feel like like Muddy Sneaker was fun. I think it was good to it was good to race again. Um, and it was I guess it was I spent most of the race in like I think what was tenth to fifteenth place. Every time I went by somebody that was just standing there, they're like ten, eleven, twelve, fifteen. You're and I was like, oh man, I got some work to do. Fuck. So it was with Brian Matthews, Hobbs, uh, and like the more experienced sneaker racers. I think yeah. had it figured out, and we were very casual and it's with that race obviously it's all about getting to the uh the what the demoralizer there and having some guys the the uh, two mile climb yeah if you can get to the end with a little bit of something in the tank then you're in good shape so i think i hit that and i thought the last person that had told me anything i think was 11th place and i wasn't really counting at the time there was that there's that massive descent down into the gully Mm-hmm. And uh, I was with Jamie and Ryan at that time, and I saw the Egans when I crossed over. But nobody at that point was like, "Oh, you're in like you know sixth or seventh place." And then mm-hmm. you start going up that thing, and when you're like an older man, you sit like you just see in a year where there's younger people at the race. It's just bodies. It's like a it, it's a mess. There's people, people that got there holding too soon. on to trees. People like shit in their pants. People yeah. not knowing what to do. It, it's just a mess. Yep. So I'm going by a few people, and I, as far as I know, I'm in like seventh or eighth place, and not really caring much about anything except for like, hey, I'm gonna fucking finish a race. That's awesome. <clears throat> and then you like get over the the tech part where you can't really run much unless you're like Chad Malloy or Jeff Beck. And there's that, then you get to the runnable section. Yeah. And there was some, like, there was, like, a Nordic ski team there. Yeah, Young yeah, kids, they were spry. I don't know where they, they came They were from. running uphill before the race. Yeah, so when I was taking a shit in the woods. Yeah, I when, when I saw you, then I saw like, them running up in their Nordic ski jackets. Yeah, uphill. I was always perplexed by people that do hill repeats before. Like, I just want to take a dump and maybe eat, like, a fucking gel or something but they you know any sort of vegan treat that i can get my hands on but yeah so these kids are like geared up they were they were running hills before but there was a few of them like you know down and out on the the hill at the end when Mm -hmm. i got there so i Mm -hmm. passed a couple they don't have to work going downhill yeah exactly so then there's one kid i think he's maybe in his 20s i don't know he looks looks fresh uh and I passed him, and I was like, my theory has always been, fuck, I, I paid money to run, so I'm just going to run, mm-hmm. and I don't walk. So I'm running this climb, and uh, I'll run the whole thing no matter what. And this kid starts walking, and I was like, cool, I got this kid licked, whatever, I'm going to finish you know, seventh or whatever place I'm in. And then he like runs a little bit, passes me, stops to walk, I run a little, and then we're just yo-yoing like, the whole way up to the line. And I think that... 
I started to really respect him a lot because he had a good strategy and he, you know, he had guts and he was tough. And I was like, whatever. I didn't give a shit about mm-hmm. dying. And my heart was a little weird. I was like, I'm not going to die for like seventh place, whatever. So he blows by me with 20 or 30 feet to go. And I was like, cool, man. Good job. Give him a slap on the ass. And I don't think people appreciate that as much as I thought they would. Like, this isn't the <laughs> NFL. I, th- I don't think anyone was too happy about I mean, that. if you, you know, slap me on my ass. Yeah, so I, like, end up on the registry for encouraging, like, touching someone's butt. Yeah. But anyway, so I, like, let him go, and I was, like, cool with that. And I was, like, good. Man, this kid's got hurt. Smoked me at the end. Awesome. And I, th- I think retrospectively, had anyone been, like, yeah, this is for a podium spot, I probably would have just been, like, fuck it and taken yeah. off. But, you know that's that's hindsight doesn't matter so so when you when you think about the money sneaker overall yeah uh, i mean this is two weeks ago Uh, no we've established it's eight days ago it's like eight nine days ago Yeah. yeah um do you think did you go to that race racing oh no like i so i went to that race like hanging out which was cool Right, but uh, you were talking. Um, you were talking uh, uh, with Travis Money, and you were yeah, talking two, about Hobbs, and you were saying like, yeah. "Hey, let's uh, hang out." Yes. Right now, you're talking about hanging out with people that are going to finish in the top yeah. ten to fifteen. So there's there's that there's people I don't want to beat me. Travis is one of them. Yeah. I love Travis, uh, and I just don't want him to beat me at things because he's. I mean, he's run a lot of the same training stuff as me the hills right, like him always traditionally beat him yeah I've, I've had you know a fair amount of success racing with travis and i think he's he's a great runner he's a he's an impressive athlete he can walk on his fucking hands longer than i can run so yeah, yeah i mean that's not gonna yeah, do you any he, good he looks on great that with his shirt off and down uh, the parish road yeah and i would i would give it all to just look like travis yeah well uh, i mean <laughs> i mean maybe you're kind of sexy right now. yeah and then jamie uh I was like, man, if I can just hang... I expected Jamie to beat me, but also he's... You know, he did 20 miles there the week before. But you were looking to hang with people up front. I wanted to hang And with, you're talking about coming out of the doldrums of, like, I'm doing three miles a day, right? Yeah. yeah. So you had, some, you had some good feelings about this. And you did you feel like, I'm racing? Did you, did you feel that during Muddy Sneaker? I don't know. So I'm running, what I'm I racing. What I really wanted... So Natalie had signed up and then hurt herself so she couldn't run... Yeah, my, int- I mean, my goal was to not get beat by Natalie, which has been a lifelong goal of yeah, mine, no, is to just not no get problem smoked there. by Thompson. Yeah. And it's coming. And it would have been, it probably would have been a sneaker this year, but, you know, joke's on her. Yeah. Uh, try the uh, try uh, Sky Race in July. Yeah, see where, you know, put us at altitude and watch her fucking put an hour on me on something. But, um, yeah. So, yeah, there's like the, you know, the competitive streak that you can't just do away with. I mm-hmm. think that, that lingers. Mm-hmm. And well, that's there. what's great about you. You have a competitive streak even though you don't think you should. Yeah. Um, maybe I should, Maybe everybody should. Maybe it's what, like, makes mm-hmm. us do anything in life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I think I'm fortunate in that mine is in something that I have to, like, push my body for. And I think something that, that you're good at. Something that, yeah, because there's not a lot of this. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing that I latched onto something that was relatively easy for me most of the time. Yeah, competitive cookies, <laughs> yeah. not your competitive strong fucking burrito eating. Well, uh, burrito eating. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a thing. Yeah, I'll be although you don't like that day. weight gain. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I spend a fair amount of time on the toilet. Uh, so, you know, um, 
But yeah, so like I left Sneaker feeling I felt good. I felt like it was a success, and I think mostly I just felt like at least if I can do this, and like I beat Jamie by like a minute or two, and I was like, if I can beat him here, at least I can hang with him at Western, which was super reassuring to me. He's gonna run seventy miles. Yeah, before like you I'll see let him. him do those seventy miles, and then I'll beat him. Like if I have to outkick him on the track at Western. Yeah. Just to feel good about myself. The pacer finishes <laughs> yeah. first. Yeah, if I tackle him and take his bib. You get the be belt like, and throw it down. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, but yeah, so I, like I think it was a, a big confidence boost in that regard. I got. But. I I gotta say, I'm I'm super excited that you are out and you are actually frigging running at Money Sneaker without making excuses about shit with just going out and doing it. Yeah. And it looked genuinely like, I mean, yeah, we didn't hang out before the race, but I saw you go poop. So that's kind of like the same Counts. thing. So it's like a hangout. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then you went and then you blasted through that whole run. And then when you were done, you were like, kind of like, ho-hum. And then it's like, oh, hey, well then, won the age group. And you're like, oh, I won the age group. I didn't know that. Yeah, man, I had no idea. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm totally so super Someone fast. texted me at like 10 p.m. that night, like, hey, good job on fourth. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I'd. Yeah. yeah you're totally super fast and like you don't even care and that's great because that's what you used to be like i'm totally super fast and oh well i didn't win but that's a great instead yeah. of like oh that was a really terrible day you yeah. know there was and yeah so you're back no, running no reason back to feel bad about it yeah and i like i played and then we did the seneca seven thing so i was yeah. like cool i'll just sign up for a rash of like bad ideas so we did that yesterday yeah. And that's cool. It was my first time with that relay. Yeah. And I was on a, it was a fun team. We were in a van and like everybody smells like shit and it's great. Mm -hmm. uh, and I felt pretty good throughout, you know. But you've done Ragnar's. And I've you've done, done Ragnar's. Trip to Boston. Yeah. And everybody smelled like shit Boston. on both of those too. Yeah. And it, this was, the, it was like shorter and faster and everybody, like there's a, a weird, like more competitive vibe, I think, at Seneca mm -hmm. than there is. And there's the porta potties you can't ever get to a porta potty like the lines are fucking insane and yeah. i had to I, so like my first leg i was like guys i gotta find somewhere to shit and they're like cool here's porta potties and i'm in line and i was like i'm never gonna, so i think i'm gonna go into the woods and poop but then someone from a van was like hey i see you trying to shit and some it was like someone's yard maybe and i was like shit like i want to get my team disqualified because there's probably some fine print that was like don't shit anywhere but the porta potty yeah so i like run back to the van and I didn't shit all day. And then when you run, you know, it wasn't fast. It was like, you know, 6.30 pace or something. Pooped, I think it just goes back up into you. It like retreats. Up. And it goes like, up, it becomes part of your Still, weight. yeah, dude. I've still just, like, I'm through the day after now. It's just not been a good day. Uh, you tried jumping jacks or something? I haven't. I, I can't try. I just <laughs> want to, like, get this out. And it's... Yeah. But, yeah, Maybe so... Maybe yoga. I hear <laughs> yeah, yoga. Some Bikram yoga. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so like two more legs, and I, th uh, that was like, like the one thing I, I that was that really struck me about Seneca was the inability to poop anywhere. Oof. If I leave a race with that taste in my mouth, <coughs> I know. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, it was fun, and then so I, like yeah, I got mine the ducks. What's the date today? Mine the ducks. You have in like two weeks. Two weeks. It's like two weeks. It's yeah, twelfth or something. Um, you should sign up for a Mafamidal FLMNF2. 
Is that happening again? Again? Um, well, he's doing again. a five miler Friday night lights. Um, it's a five miler at night on a Friday in Durand. Just five miles. Just five miles. You can run five miles. I can. You can. The lone thing. Yeah. Okay. You run five. Yeah, miles. We'll see. We'll see. I think. I think. And I've run the course. It's right up your alley. Runnable. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did the. Fi- I did a donut. Tra- so Natalie's the feature of a Hollywood feature now. That yeah. Ron did. Uh, yeah. So they- Ron had. Uh, Ron did a uh, movie series for Red Newt. Yeah. Or did a movie for Red Newt Racing. Yeah. Yeah. So the debut of that was in Ithaca. You did that six mile donut run. I did. Ithaca? So I got that. Well, no, she bought like a dozen donuts from Misfit. Like. Yeah. Has vegan donuts. Nice. That's not like the vegan donuts. They're mm-hmm. heavier, heavier, more dense. Yeah, more you dense. can't like a Dunkin' Donut or like a Krispy Kreme. That's all. Just yeah, empty. you can snort that shit. That's like doing a bump off a fucking yeah. So you, <laughs> that just goes down. And these vegan ones are like yeah, meaty. It fucks you if up. you will. Yeah, it will definitely fuck you up. <laughs> meaty. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's a heavy donut. And so we eat a cut. I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing this. This is silly. So on the way down, we're in the back seat just crushing donuts, and then I get there, and someone like started saying, "Oh man, you gotta do it." I was like, "Oh shit!" Someone said, "I gotta do it," so I'm like, yeah, "Okay, I'll do it," because it's that easy. And, and the uh, idea is, it's a five miler, and you eat a donut every mile. Yeah, it was like right? a six miler. It was six, yeah. close to a ten k, and it was a donut every mile. And Scotty was there. Scotty, like, you know, you say challenge. They use the word like the donut ten k challenge or something, and some people interpret that as like. You know, yeah, that's uh, your that, friends. That's a fucking race. Your friends yeah, are like, I better win. Challenging you. Yeah, so it's like Scotty's like, oh, mm-hmm. like we'll take it out easy, like four fifty pace, and uh, <laughs> I was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Uh, but yeah, I was disadvantaged, man. My donuts were heavy, and I think, yeah, I think he ate one of them at the so you eat one when you start, and then you eat one every mile, and then you eat one when you finish. Yeah, there's no hydration, so it's like. With these things are just like chilling, like in your esophagus, and uh, it was it was a pretty terrible experience. Yeah, I heard that. Um, so I was talking with Jamie Pekka, and she said she did it. Yeah, nobody brought any water. Yeah, nobody brought anything. Well, Babe, you, you had to, well, you you had to carry your own fucking donuts. donuts. I had two. You had to carry your two, own. Well, no, like there's a couple of people with bags on that carried like the group donuts, but I didn't want to cross contamination. Yeah. So I carried two like two gallon Ziploc bags full of fucking donuts in my hand, and it's cool because it gets lighter as you go. But then like my last donut was this weird like jelly filled thing, and it was it like explode. You've seen American Pie, like when Jason Biggs has I've sex seen, with yeah. I've so seen American Pie. see yeah, you smell what I'm stepping on. Uh, <laughs> that was like the last donut I had to eat, and I that's all I could think of was like, man, where's this thing? Where's it been? Uh, but yeah, and it was tough without water, without um, without any anything to really rinse that stuff down the hatch. Uh, yeah, and I think like I got diabetes, so I. Oh well, that, the, I mean that's good. It's better than so lying. Yeah, I think. So like I mean, seven p.m. I'm like full blown type two, and then by like eight or nine a.m. I think it was cleared, cleared up. it up. Yeah. yeah, hypochondria is kind of a uh, passing. You know. Yeah, it's great, but yeah, until you have like an ulcer on your foot. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we're going to have to take that thing off. How were the donuts? You're like, no, I was just making that up. And they're like, no, no, we're actually going to take your foot. No, like my, yeah, like if my Garmin told me my blood sugar level, it would have broke. It wouldn't have been like, you know, your heart rate's It's like an altimeter. It'd be like you're at Mars. Yeah. It's like my resting heart rate But you're back. You're running. What was, 
what do you, you're, you're coming back to racing slowly. You mm-hmm. say that, oh yeah, I love watching people win, but really you want to win. So what do you take from last year? What, what is it that is different now? Um, I don't, I don't know. I think it's, it's weird. Cause it's like a whole shift of perspective on the entire sport. I don't, and I don't like, I hesitate to, to reference as a sport at this point, because for so many of us, I think it's just a, a daily activity. Um, and that's just like, you know, yeah, it's a sport. It's an athletic endeavor, but it's also like a, a means of, you know, staying sane and, uh, keeping our lives in in check um and i think that if i like for you know lack of a better reference like tony kropichka said you know better than racing and winning would be more to just be able to train every day and go out and do things every day regardless of what they might be if someone's like hey let's go do 20 here like 30 here do like a fast 10 or a track workout if i could just be like yeah let's go do that stuff because it's fun as shit uh and not have to worry about like you know, am I going to die trying or like destroy myself for another six months doing it? Then I would, I would love that more than anything, more than any like victory in some local trail race. But I think that, um, maybe there will be like more of a closeness and a, a, a better tie to local trail races. Um, I'd traveled a lot to race in the last year or two and, and that's fun, but I think a lot of, um <clears throat> I'd gotten a bit away from from the local gyms that we have and the you know like the SPFs and the sneaker and the men in 50k and things like that that, that you know they'll always be there for you type of thing mm-hmm. and I I think that focusing on that stuff and wanting to do well there and and race people that I know and I can kind of follow the training of and you know be friends with through the whole process and um take it maybe from like the ground up again maybe like feeling like being back at square one uh like it was back in you know 2011 or 12 when this all started um so i think that's probably where it's going uh did you feel like um and and i don't mean this to be an unfair question i mean it to be an honest question do you feel like maybe at at some point you thought you were bigger than the men in 50Ks or the sneakers or the SPFs or that, like, you had to go somewhere different yeah, to see if you could race more? No, that's a very, I think that's a very fair question. Um, I think I'd sort of, like, maybe at a time, max, like, there's, obviously, I'd, I've not won a race like Menden and I've not, like, there's going to be the guys that show up every year and do something amazing there and uh, you know, your Dobbins and your Cole Crosby's and then, you know, freak triathletes that come out of nowhere just to show us that they're better than, than we are at what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do think there is some, there was some sense of like, you know, what else is out there? And mm-hmm. I, maybe there's some of that water less still. And I think that like Tanaway, I'd like, I really, really enjoyed the experience of running out West. And I thought it Absolutely. was like a whole new landscape. It's a whole new adventure. But I've also like really come to appreciate what we have here more and the runners that we have here more. And if I can, 
you know, go to one of these races and get beat by three people and, you know, hang out and watch a hundred people that I adore, like, bust their ass and finish a race and feel really good about it, then maybe that's more valuable. Um, and I, like I I, I think I noticed it a lot last year, too, when, when Mints got into Western States. I, like, for whatever reason, became more focused on what was going to happen with that and, like, how well is he going to do there. And, you know, that became a huge focus of my personal participation in running was this, like, obsession with the people I care about uh, yeah. doing well at this thing. And that's, like, you know, it's the same thing I've, I've got going on with Jamie now, and it's... Um, well, and it's the same thing I think a lot of us had when Laura went out to Antelope. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, like, so you, yeah, I mean, you guys feel you, absolutely, you get absolutely full on into like, yeah, I want her to succeed. Or Danielle Snyder going out to I am tough. Right? Exactly. Like, yeah, you, the people you love, you want them to do well. You well, want and you're going out. They're going out to some big iconic things, yeah. and that's that's kind of a big deal. But yeah. <clears throat> um, they they were, I guess, grown in mm-hmm. in this area you know yeah and i think whenever whenever you feel like i don't know you want to think about plants whenever you feel a little flimsy yeah. you got to regrow your roots yeah did you, you ever watch uh boy meets world yeah i yeah, love so boy meets world feeny he had that like there yeah. it was one of the last episodes and he had this like really great moment with Corey where he's like Corey's like oh i'm, I'm, I'm going off to college mm-hmm. and i'm not gonna live here and feeny's like you yeah. know, he had like a plant metaphor because he always did, and he was a gardener, and he was like, "Yeah, I had like I grew this thing, and it maxed out what it could be here, so I had to transplant it to a bigger environment so that mm-hmm. it could become what it was meant to be." And there's that, and I like I really dig that, and I see like, you know, people that I've enjoyed knowing as local runners like branch out into bigger things and become bigger, and that's really awesome. Uh, and I think that well that's great and exciting I, I, I am finding it equivalently great to just look at these like local roots grassroots things and be like hey these people are still here grinding it out and being awesome and it's like it's awesome to watch people get better at stuff it's awesome to like the difference between you know I run if I run like a 121 half or a 120 half uh like that's cool but i'd like it's way more exciting for me to watch you know one of these local runners take like 20 minutes off of their 50k time or like some some big thing that's the kind of thing i've really just fallen in love with is is watching other people do really well at something and maybe that's just because for a while i haven't been able to do really well at anything or progress and i and i feel like you're you're on the uh you're on the flow of that ebb and flow like yeah you just had a taste of running again at sneaker and a taste of like racing again at sneaker and maybe now you're going to look at something like Cayuga Marathon. Mm-hmm. Have you thought about Cayuga Marathon at all? Yeah, that's uh, – I have I have this thing where, like, if there's a shorter distance mm. at a race, I don't like I totally that. agree with yeah, that. Yeah, I like, totally – I struggle I get with it. it. But I ran Cayuga Marathon last year. <clears throat> it's the first time that I chose the shorter distance. Yeah. 
and I'm, I'm, you know. Well, I ran it like what was it, 2000. I ran the Cayuga Marathon in 2016, and then I did an extra two miles and just dropped out of the 50 miler. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> I went like I went off course that's, with that's different with Ian Ridgeway, and I was yeah. like, yeah, this is okay. Fuck this. Uh, yeah, that's different. That's, like, yeah, Cayuga's funny because that second loop, like, it's a, it's one of the best courses around, I think, and I yeah. think Ian is like a one of the best race directors i've ever known and yeah but have that, you have you thought about like cayuga 20 uh cayuga marathon <clears throat> which is I not the cayuga 26 that's the 25 miler no it's actually 26 he yeah. gives you the extra mile. i don't know natalie established in her movie that it was maybe 27 miles i don't know what it is maybe i don't know but it's not half of the cayuga 50 yeah. it's and i not and i like i missed the ex- last year uh mints and rich heffron and uh oh the race the, the race, race at the end finished. there yeah oh, that, that, was that seems exciting and that, like but but have you thought about like um have you have you thought about your next race like after mine the ducks yeah, yeah. like like because you're not going to try to run 75 at mine no, the I'm ducks not, are I'm you not, not at all uh i'm gonna show if i show up i'm just gonna show up and run if until i, I don't want to run anymore it's yeah. it's just gonna be a matter but of have you thought about another <clears throat> race like yeah the tna 100 miler is still like i think about it it's that's an expensive race, and flying right. out west is expensive. But that feels like um, a hundred mile run. Yeah. Have you thought about the next time that Mike Weldon's going to win? No, no. Uh, I mean, what else is there? What, like, what could be a Menden? Maybe Menden. Was that November? So when? Maybe I could what do, do you, What do you? Um, I don't know. What do you think you what should are you gonna do com- the, what do you wanna compete? Do, what do you wanna compete in? Do the ten K at Menden and just call it a day. Do you do uh, you think you could seriously compete in a ten K? No, it was like twelve bucks. I no I can't compete in a ten K. It's too short. They do that in like yeah. seven minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not good enough for that. Uh, but but have you have you thought about like I wanna I wanna race again. I wanna run fast. I wanna be right in the friggin' front. I want everybody to stare at my ass. And my one dreadlock as I friggin' fly through the sky. But what I have actually thought about, and I've talked to a few people about this, and it's, I've wanted to, and I've I've been hesitant to like throw my hat into the race directing thing because of how irresponsible I am. And yeah, how, like, I mean, shitty well, I am at adult. Well, you're responsible. Yeah, I'm also like questionably deficient in yeah. things like IQ and adulthood. The but I have had this idea for a race, and this would be good because it would take so much of like the competitive aspect of running off my plate. But like a nice twenty-six mile or thirty-one mile, you know, fifty k uh, road slash mountain slash like aggro fucking trail race, back to the road loop with big prize money. And I talked to Ian about this. I talked to Egan. Mm-hmm. I talked to John from Rochester Running Company. And I was like, hey, is this practical? If I can come up with prize money, I would put the prize money up myself and hope that registration hopefully like padded it so I don't end up in a garbage bag living again. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, that's kind of where you're most comfortable. But that's Yeah, I'm comfortable there. Uh, but <laughs> I, d- I do want to, like, and, s- and part of this is also, like, born of my not – feeling adequate to to compete but i do want i enjoy watching good runners race as much as i enjoy watching um 
t- hard workers that are slower do well. I I like the like. I grew up watching like football and major league sports where you watch your favorite player do, you know, do well or do poorly. And I I like watching that like, you know, super competitive aspect of things. So I have wanted to maybe craft this race in which road, trail, and mountain runners could compete and like an even. Uh, on an even course where there'd be like everybody's weaknesses and strengths would be highlighted at some point in this race and it would kind of be like okay who's actually the best runner that showed up today and here's a shit ton of money to to kind of make them want to do well at it um and make it maybe like an invitational but also like have like a an open field too but well because if you make it so random like that your invitational might miss the best person. And that's, yeah, that's the thing. Like, because I can't possibly keep track of everybody. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for a race like that, it doesn't exist. And that's like the, the fun of like things like when I go to sneaker and I watch Matt runs, you know, one thirty nine or something. And what's Kip's Mm -hmm. Kip's course record is Mm -hmm. like, what one thirty four or something. It's like, Mm -hmm. what if there was an actual true mountain? Oh, oh, SPF. SPF, Sorry. Yeah. SPF. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, So Kip ran that, first ever trail race in road shoes mm-hmm. because there was USAT. There was money, money. Yeah. So there's money there. But, but Matt runs nine years later. Yeah. 10, nine years later. Yeah. And, um, maybe five. I don't, I don't yeah. know the numbers right now because I'm not but, a historian. Both of, both of them came to running later in life. Like Kip right. started later, Matt started yep. later and both and, are like great at what And both do. of them ran their asses off. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, Matt, had nobody to run against. Exactly. Kip had nobody to run against. I mean, not not you weren't you were in that field, but Yeah, there Matt, was nobody anywhere fucking near him. I mean yeah. Mintz was second that year and the year they were in the four fastest and he was like four something. minutes behind him. Yeah. But it's like like I think about it in terms of like like what if they had each other to run against like what if right. what if Kip ran into some Absolutely. so when I think of this course it's like Bristol area stead yeah. hill so are you thinking of it as like a as like a really cool thing where like you finish a segment and then you have to wait and you, to rate for the no no so it's the like person finishes that segment and then you race again no so there's like a road like you climb out of the gate on the road and then you hit some gnarly downhills at the ski resort and then you go back up and then you cross the road and then you hit some techie shit and that's like the curiosity is like these fast road runners like how well do they do against these mountain runners that can bomb downhills on loose rock fast? And then you end up on a road that's fast again. And it, like, it's, it's more of just like letting people have a chance to kind of highlight their strengths right. and weakness. And that's like part of what I'm really excited. Like, I, I think that my curiosity and my um, excitement about something like that is really highlighting. It's like the East, the beast coast thing. And like, what does the East coast have? I like, the idea of like mm. east coast runners all being brought into the same pool and being like this is what we have over here rats <laughs> rocks roots and mud yeah and some fast road runners too because we mm. got some of that well well we definitely do but like when you think about like i mean we got roads everywhere yeah but like um Everybody's if you got those yeah, yeah, I mean that's America's built on roads. Right, some roads, yeah. Or maybe it could be like a you know just a fifty k on a no. I think you know what you right. you're. I like I like what you're pushing against because 
you have to throw roads in to say like, you know, are you going to run? Right. Because downhill running on a road is much different than running on a trail. It is. And that's like part of what, like what this boils down to for me is like, as much as I love like hiking and like running and mm-hmm. Catskills and shit like that, I really like running and I Fast like feet. I like people Fast that can run feet. too. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's a big. But then there's part of me that wants to like put on a beer mile with like a thousand dollar prize yeah. and just watch people puke on each other for yeah, grams. But, but but if you can get if you can and I know we have we have trail runners that love the idea of a. Uh, you know, a three forty nine mile, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. If we can, if we can, uh, like, yeah, we love running trails. We love running um, muddy, murky, branchy, you know, rocky trails. But we also would love a three forty nine mile. Yeah. You know, like no, no bones about it. You know. Yeah. And you can't do that on a trail. Yeah. You're gonna do that on. Uh, a nice pristine clean road mm-hmm. and that's that's true yeah there that that's always been a weird like point of contention for me is like m- most of my prs are on trail courses and i'm like oh man if i you know i could probably run 50 miles in 610 on the road but is there a 50 mile on the road that i really care to do uh or like a, I don't know. so can lakes yeah, I probably couldn't do that in six ten, but like Beast of Burden or something. But I'm not gonna right. fucking pay some. But Cam Lakes, you love that race. It's a fun race. It's yeah. not a trail race. Yeah. Did you see that Mike Dagan ran? I got a text today. He ran like a seven thirty hundred k. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So he's he told me that he was going to do it a couple of weeks ago, and so that shit like it was probably a really fast one. I think it was there's like a super fast road hundred k somewhere. Hmm. Can't remember where, like Wisconsin or something. But hmm. shit like that is like whoa, that's that's fucking nuts. And like right, you know, it's like you know my fastest fifty k is Water Gap. Could it be faster if it was your like, fastest fifty k at Water Gap? Is you start you give everybody a head start. Yeah, man, I like to do that. Everybody's yeah, you're cool. Like, hey, said, just hey, go guys, ahead and I'll figure this. it out. Or Google Maps was just wrong. Yeah, you're like, I'll figure it out. I'll get back to you in a minute. Just go ahead and start without me. Yeah. And then you go and, you know, finish fourth. Yeah, yeah, it was probably fourth. Yeah, and you gave everybody a like, fifteen minute on the head books. Start. Probably fourth. I think I told Ian to just DQ me, but I yeah. think it was yeah. It doesn't matter. But anyway, like could that I could run probably like three. But but the but, but the friggin' the whole thing of all this, Mike Weldon, the whole yeah. point of I have lured you into the snake's den, is because you love to race. I do like to. race. You love to race, and you should be racing. Like yes, it's great to see everybody succeed. And the wonderful thing is um, if you race and you finish first, then you get to see everybody else succeed. So my big question is, is why isn't there like a fastest pacer division at Western States? <laughs> like why can't I like, can't, can't you drop yeah, your, why can't, or like, why can't I do like if there was, you know, that there should be some prize there. Because pacers are called, Technically, they're called safety runners. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Then I think I'll get to cross. What's the river? The 
The American River. No, the one that they cross. Yeah, the, the one American that like River, tried to right? kill Walmsley. Yeah. yeah, the American. Yeah, I got. I'll get to cross that, right? Uh, yeah. If yeah. that's your leg. That's gonna be my leg. I'm in. I'm gonna win it, man. You have I, to. You gotta yeah. go over No Hands Bridge. Yeah, I'm gonna do all the good stuff. But I think that like, yeah, I don't know. Racing's cool. I dig racing, but I dig running more. Dude, you're a racer. You yeah. race. You you like to run Racer fast. X, man. You, we got to get some, like, Paul Gilbert guitar music going over this. <laughs> For real. Uh, but, no, you you race, Mike. That's what you do. You run fast, you run hard, and you freaking see who can not die by the end. Yeah. That's fun. But maybe we should all do that. Can we all do that? Uh, well, you do it. Yeah, but... And, yeah, what's your excuse? I don't know. What do you what do you got going up? What the fuck are you doing? Be sure to check out those episode show notes at runninginsideoutpodcast.com slash zero six five for links to some of the topics in the episode, like Weldon's Laurel Saga the Blue Foundation, and Mighty Mosquito 99. You can also find links to the Strava Run Group and the Patreon page. Strava Run Group is pretty cool. We got some people doing some awesome runs out there. So it's just fun to see what your friends are doing running around. Your podcast listening friends. Hooray. Thank you to all of this month's Patreon supporters. Your continued financial support helps keep improving this podcast. If you look forward to the podcast... And inspires, educates, entertains, or perhaps offends you regularly, uh, consider becoming a supporter. Check out the homepage or the bottom of the show notes. Click the Patreon banner. Please know that any amount of support is appreciated. And hey, if you didn't know, guess what? We got a radio show. Yeah. Every Monday, Sheila and Jen and I prattle on about running topics for a full 30 minutes. Drive time running radio, 6 p.m. on Mondays. Eastern, 6 p.m. Eastern, if you're a West Coaster. And if you are a West Coaster listening to this or in any kind of coaster, um, let me know at uh, chris at runninginsideoutpodcast.com. Really interested in hearing where y'all are listening. So you can tune in live Monday nights, 6 p.m. Eastern, uh, either on WAO 104.3 FM in the city of Rochester, or you can find us online at wayofm.org, or if you're one of those folks that uses the TuneIn radio app, you can find WayoFM out there. And uh, that link will be in the show notes as well. So keep in mind, uh, you love drive time radio, you love listening to us prattle on about running topics, then uh, that might be something for you. All right, last thing. Uh, number one way you can always support the show is to tell a friend and help them subscribe. People still don't know how to subscribe to podcasts in this day and age. So helping them out would be greatly appreciated. If they were like, Hey, that sounds cool. Then just do it right there. Say like, Hey, let's subscribe to it right now while we're standing together and just make it happen. That'd be awesome. Uh, I'm always interested in your comments and feedback on the show, even if I don't say it every episode. So please drop me a line at chris at runninginsideoutpodcast.com. Let me know your thoughts. And hey, let me know where you're listening from because that would be neat. Maybe I can make a little map. That would be fun. Um, Thank you all for listening, subscribing, and telling your friends. Thanks for sharing your stories and getting out there to create more stories. Until next episode, 
Be thankful for what you've been given, be proud of what you've achieved, and let go of what you've lost. See you out there.